0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. On May 6th, 2007, WWE Hall of Famer, the Iron Sheik, became enraged over feelings that he was misled by... Eric Sims, a local New Jersey autograph promoter. The Iron Sheik turned to Mr. Sims after cussing him out and slapped the hell out of Mr. Eric Sims. Now, after an incident like that, one would assume that you would do everything in your power to avoid confrontations, Heated issues that could rise anywhere near this level. Unfortunately, Mr. Eric Sims, since then, has had many incidents in which he's been yelled at, cussed, threatened, not only by fans and customers of his, but also by pro wrestlers. Most recently, Mr. Sims has found himself in such hot water that many of you out there, especially wrestlers, have reached out to me and asked me to take a look. Therefore, on this special edition of the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, we are going to take a dive into the Eric Sims controversy of 2023. You are- Locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The queen of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hello again, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. And I got to tell you, this is a very interesting subject here. Promoter Eric Sims, known most famously for getting slapped by the Iron Sheik. I mean, just (laughs) the guy went viral getting the daylight slapped out of him. Uh, He has upset many within the wrestling community, Recently, and we're going to talk about it, you know, just a couple of key points here before I dig into it. I had reached out to Mr. Sims and had numerous conversations with him. And Mr. Sims had originally agreed to be a guest here for this episode. But unfortunately, Mr. Sims had changed his mind, which, hey, I can understand that. You know, we all have our reasons for doing things or not doing things. So Mr. Sims sent me a message, and I'll I'll read it to you here. I gave it some thought, and at this time, I'm going to pass on doing an interview or making a statement. Thank you for reaching out to me, and good luck. And certainly good luck to you, Eric Sims, as well. Um, Eric and I had numerous conversations, and those conversations were not on the record. So I won't delve into the specifics of those conversations, but I do have an opinion based on the conversations that we've had. And and I do have an assessment of the quote unquote controversy. And certainly I'm going to share that assessment and opinion as we move on. But let's stick to the facts here. On July 12th, 2023, Former WWF star Mantar, a gentleman by the name of Mike Halleck, passed away. Okay, This was announced, and certainly uh, prayers to all the loved ones of Mantar, family, friends, fans, the whole nine yards. Eric Sims, who is the owner of ESS Promotions, he is a person that Connects wrestlers and fans with each other via autographs. So, if you want to purchase, you know, autograph pictures or other memorabilia from wrestlers, Eric Sims is one of many people that has access to the wrestlers, pays them to autograph things, and then he marks that up and, and sells it. You know, that's his business there. Well, Eric posted the following statement publicly on his Facebook. Quote, I am sad to report that Mike Halleck, who played the character Mantar, has passed away. Thoughts and prayers go out to his family. We had Mike booked for 90s Wrestling Con September 30th and a full weekend of bookings that weekend. Rest in peace, Mantar. Okay. So that doesn't sound too bad, right? You know, that's a, that's a nice, uh, statement there. But unfortunately, Eric went on to make a post stating that he is looking for someone to replace Mantar and asking his audience, who do you want to see replace him now? Let's just make sure we're clear here, okay? Eric is running a business, and his business, in, in this case, is a whole convention where stars would be able to interact with fans, sign autographs, et cetera. And certainly, if you have someone booked and they cannot make the booking, in this case, because they passed away, then yes, that does free up a spot. There's no question about that. With that said, Many people were disgusted, frustrated, completely bullcrap over the fact that Eric would solicit interest from fans on who should replace Mantar at his live event on the very day that Mantar had passed away. Here's what one big name wrestler had to say about it. That's enough. A man dies, and on the same day, you advertise to replace him. You are a piece of garbage. If a man is dying, you book him for his last pictures, you miserable piece of trash. If you do business with this man, you're a low-life scum. This has to stop. You have no regard for human life. These people who die are our co-workers and personal friends. Anyone who runs an event and uses him, you're in the same class of garbage. You have nothing but to prey on wrestlers' death. Like you say, time is limited. You scum. You run to another state to get the last drip. You send people on their deathbeds pictures to sign while they're in a hospital bed. You're so broken up about the Sheik's death that you had a sale of death wrestlers, merchandise, and stuck him in the end? Wow. People, this is the wrestling business. People are carny, shady scumbags. They don't care how you pay. So the weekend of 90s WrestleCon is coming. If you let this man in the building, you're in the same class. If you do business with him, you're just as low. That is just one of many comments about Eric Sims and his business practices, not just as it relates to this controversy with the passing of Mantar, but in general. You know? It it's it's just crazy. I mean, one person said, I said Eric was scum for a long time. I called him out for the way he treated Tracy Smothers' passing. He has blocked me from his page. Wow. Okay. It, it just is there's, there's a lot. And and certainly I received um a lot of messages. You know, somebody said Eric would sell his own family out for money. Someone messaged me and said Eric is a strange dude who's not very well-liked. Another person had relayed a story that A lot of the people who know Eric have either passed away or are no longer in wrestling. So the new crop of guys, there's a quote here the new crop of guys just know him as being who he is today. He's a half assed promoter, really, someone who's a hanger on that just wants to be in the business. Wow. He's been wearing the same cheap-ass clothes for 20 years. This, I mean, this is all personal stuff here, folks. This is um interesting. But it just goes to show uh, people expressing themselves about the character of Eric Sims. Um, someone had sent me a message saying that Eric and his friends make fun of handicapped people. Which, I don't know if that's true or not. That's what's being stated, but... If it is true, that's pretty terrible. And again, it, it it makes you wonder. When you think back to the Iron Sheik and what he did to Eric, I got a quote here from MMA Fighting, which is part of um, SB Nation. A direct quote from the person who recorded the viral video of the Iron Sheik slapping the hell out of Eric. And and this is what the person had to say. Now, now that their name is not associated with the quote. So if you're out there, I do want to give you credit. Please, you're welcome to reach out, and I will say your name on the air. But this is what they had to say about the incident. And this is, you know, firsthand when it actually happened. Quote, this happened on 5607 at a New Jersey sports show. When I was in line to meet the warrior... The Sheik approached him and tried to shake his hand. The warrior refused and said, I'm not shaking a hypocrite's hand. You went around telling people I was on drugs. Get out of my face. At this point, I pulled my trusty camera out and filmed the encounter starting at that point. The Sheik goes nuts, even decking one of his promoters. I heard that the Sheik attacked him again as he was attempting to hide behind a table. Security tried to confiscate my camera as I was leaving, but I headed out the door before the police came. Jeez. What what a dramatic uh, situation going on there. (laughs) You know, the Iron Sheik slapped the hell out of Eric Sims because he felt that Eric had misled him. Eric had told him that the Ultimate Warrior wanted to have a conversation with the Iron Sheik, and when the Iron Sheik approached, with Eric, Uh, the Ultimate Warrior said, no, I don't want to have a conversation with that guy. Get away from me. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the gist of it. And the Iron Sheik cussed Eric out and was so embarrassed and so upset and felt so disrespected that he slapped the daylights out of a grown man in Eric Sims. That is the type of emotion that Eric evokes out of people. And I'm not saying that he deserves to be assaulted. Nobody does. Nobody deserves to be battered um, and you shouldn't be hitting people unless you're defending your life or something. But I have to say, these are strong emotions that continue to happen. Some rise to a level of violence. Most don't. But certainly people are expressing themselves in a not so savory manner. It's very interesting because at the heart of the matter, you have a promoter in Eric Simmons who... I've had a couple of conversations with the guy and my impression is that he's someone who wants you to believe that he is not a pushover and that he's tough and that he's hip. But I get the impression this is a person who is afraid. And, you know, I understand why he would be afraid. A lot of people, when they're afraid, they they project Instead of trying to project fear, they try to project strength, but it's just misplaced. You know, brash, bravado. I can do and say whatever I want. In a society, especially when you have a a customer service driven business, I don't know how that's going to work out. And especially when you're dealing with clients who many of them are elderly and ailing. You've chosen to be in that line of work where You're doing business with folks who are down on their luck or, you know, on their last leg or what have you. You certainly don't want to be using their misfortune as your marketing device. Why would you do that? So, you know, in that sense, uh, I, I do wonder about Eric and his decision making and his business practices. I will say on a positive note that Eric is someone who mentions his family a lot, and I think that takes a lot of character, and that tells me a lot about a person, whether they even realize it. They're revealing something special about themselves, which I respect, so kudos to him for that, but I don't get the impression that that same level of care and understanding is extended to the people that he's doing business with, and I'm not saying that you have to be that way. But it's peculiar if you have a customer service driven business. Why would you be someone who is publicly and outwardly so insensitive? It just doesn't work. That's my opinion. And I believe that there could have been a better way to go about finding a replacement for Mantar at that event. You certainly didn't need a tap dance on the man's grave that day, which is how I interpret his message. Just and how other people interpret it, quite frankly. Now, what's interesting is that I received a lot of messages of people wanting to say negative things about Eric, even though I just asked if anyone wants to discuss his business practices, reach out. I wasn't asking for positive or negative. I was just asking for a response. And I got a response. People aren't too happy with Eric. Um, one guy who I think was trying to allude to something positive said he's known Eric for years but he told me that he that another podcast had asked him not to do interviews with anybody else so he couldn't come on the show and discuss whatever he wanted to discuss about Eric which is very strange you know podcasts having some kind of exclusivity agreement with guests hopefully you're getting paid for that because why would you be exclusive to anybody it's just strange um with that said, there is a a couple of guys out there, podcasters, and I'm not going to name them because they're going to have to pay me for that kind of attention, you know, considering the way they've conducted themselves. I'm under the impression that they were trying to defend Eric, come to his aid, because clearly there's a lot of negative energy surrounding him right now. And unfortunately, they just went about it the wrong way. Uh, they they jumped on my page and tried to attack me and discredit me, which is strange, because you know Eric will tell you himself. Our interactions have been very positive, and and the complete opposite of disrespectful. Very respectful of him. So I don't I don't understand why anyone would want to attack me. I guess there's a fear of what would be said on this episode. Um, and up to this point, I feel it's been pretty fair and balanced. I'm just relaying the facts of what people are saying and what has happened. But these podcasters who claim that they have the number one podcast, they have the number one wrestling podcast. You look at any chart, you don't see their names. Certainly this is not Jim Cornette or Conrad Thompson or, you know, whomever, Jericho, whatever. But these guys claim the number one, which good for you maybe you're number 1 in, on your, your street or something i don't know so if you're number 1 then what are you doing on my page trying to discredit me i didn't i didn't even know you existed they took screenshots of two negative reviews of this show that have happened in in 7 years i've gotten Two people to go on the record and give negative reviews about Duke Loves Wrestling. And when you read the reviews, um, you notice that it's they're lacking such detail that these are people who probably never listen to the show. They're just feeling the need to take shots. Now, on Apple Podcasts, which is part of iTunes, on Apple Podcasts in particular, there are at least 25 reviews with words. Not just stars, but Words. Out of those 25, at least 23 of them are five-star reviews with people expressing how much they enjoy the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Then there are two one-star reviews with people saying a few words, don't listen to the show, whatever. Clearly, these things aren't matching up, right? Clearly, there's something off here. But this... These podcasters, they they took screenshots of that and posted it. They went to the Chartable podcast rankings, and at the time, uh, this show was ranked number one twenty three of all wrestling podcasts, number one twenty three. And they screenshot that and they posted it. Ha! Ah, see, he's only ranked number one twenty three. Let me tell you something: there are literally over a hundred thousand pro wrestling podcasts out there, and a new one, new ones pop up every single day. Right? Every single day, somebody thinks they can be a pod- podcaster. Some people make it, some people don't. It's, it is what it is. For you to be ranked number 123 out of all the podcasts that are available out there in any genre, you're doing all right. But here's the interesting part that was the episode from last week with Rob the Genius. Rob is not a pro wrestler, he's not some big famous name, and yet. You know, just me and him shooting the breeze. We were 123, but then it jumped up to 85 and then it jumped up to number 70. I haven't checked it. You know, I'm waiting for the rankings to come out today, but it'd be interesting to see what it is today. But that's how it goes. You know, people listen to to episodes at different times. When it debuted, it debuted in the top 15. That happens all the time. You know, this show is, is the type of show that when I classify it. In the pro wrestling genre. It's definitely going to be somewhere. On the rankings. Now, the people who are trying to take shots, they were nowhere on those same rankings. They were nowhere to be found, did not exist. Their name was nowhere. I went and checked the 300 podcasts that were listed. chartable, could not find them anywhere. What does that tell you? But they're number one. That's what they claim, right? Very strange. These guys, they they said they were gonna make me their B-word, and you know, they took pictures of the logo and 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 put, you know, a clown face over it, all kinds of weird stuff that that amount to significant insecurity because they're concerned that I'm doing an episode about their friend. And instead of just coming to me and have a conversation, hell, they could have contributed and said, hey, you know, that's our friend and he's all right. We've had him on the show numerous times. You know, we feel that he's getting a bad rap here. They could have done that or they could have done nothing at all. Either way, it would have been welcomed. But you took shots at me in this show and it's just funny to me because all you did was just bring more attention to me in this show. And I'm not even going to say your name. Because you don't deserve free advertising for me, they they try to post an advertisement of their show on my page. Which why would you do that? <laughs> You're number one. You don't need to advertise on anybody else's page, right? You're already number one. Somebody claimed that Jim Beam is their is their uh, sponsor, whatever that means. You know, um, it's just it's interesting. They claim that I, I I I've only had a few articles written about the show since 2016, folks. This show gets covered. We know that. You can Google it yourself and you'll see. TMZ, even Fightful, our friends over there who, you know, love and hate us. We're in between, but they like our, our content enough that they've covered us through the years. Wrestling Inc. You know, we can go down the list. Um, because news happens on this show. We get top-notch guests and they, we get the information straight from the source. So that's what happens. But again, to the, to the podcasters out there who, in a very misguided way, were trying to defend Eric Sims, you could have went about that a different way. And I don't know what it says about you and your morals and just the way you conduct yourself. I know one of the guys affiliated with that podcast has been sued by a reputable business because they claim the guy was stealing uh, their patented information and trying to make his own money off of it. If, if these are the type of unsavory uh, business practices going on there, then it paints a picture and suddenly it's not guilty by association. It's just guilty. At least in my court of opinion. But again, you know, no hard feelings. You you can continue to be upset. That's okay. Um, at the end of the day, I don't, Feel one way or another about Eric outside of the fact that I will say this to Eric Sims and to everybody. Be kind to yourselves and then be kind to others. Don't go out of your way to be someone that is bringing unnecessary hurt and pain to others. Especially when you're somebody (laughs) who has felt the wrath of what happens when you do that. I am very upset about the fact that people who have to face their own mortality every time someone that they've known has passed away, in this case I'm talking about these pro wrestlers, I'm very upset over the fact that they have to see a guy, a promoter, be so insensitive... And immediately use somebody's death as a, as a marketing device that is that is just not acceptable and to Eric's credit he has posted an apology now mind you he posted the apology a couple of days ago right it's the 20th of, of uh, July right now so about you know five six days after mantar passed away and after Eric had tried to use him and his death to promote replacing him uh, Eric did apologize. Now, maybe that was a genuine apology. I don't know. Or maybe Eric realized that this is having an adverse effect on his business. So he had to do some damage control. Which would be smart to do that damage control, whether it's genuine or not. Yeah, you definitely need to apologize when you make a mistake like that. And I've noticed that some people have um, canceled bookings that they were scheduled to do with Eric. I don't know if it's related or not, but it is interesting to see. Be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. That's, that's the motto right there. You know, don't go out of your way to bring anguish to others. That's it. Duke Loves Wrestling on Facebook, on Twitter, duke loves wrestling at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Um, there are just a lot of people who are associated with the wrestling business in some way, shape, or form. And Again, you got to wonder, do these people actually care? And Karen takes on different forms here, right? But at the end of the day, are you being a decent human being to people? Are you being straight up with people? Or are you being deceptive? And are you causing people to have to be unsure when they deal with you? It's something to ponder. That concludes this special edition of the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast. I got to get out of here. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll post another episode where I get back to our regularly scheduled programming. I, I certainly have a lot to say about the state of affairs in pro wrestling right now and what's going on. You know, the highs and lows for both WWE and AEW in particular. Shout out to our friends at Middle Kingdom Wrestling in China, Wow Superheroes uh you know everyone mission pro wrestling shout out to all of them just again be kind to yourselves and be kind to others everyone let's talk hydration see i carry something to drink with me every single place that i go because i am concerned about being dehydrated it runs in the family everything from dry mouth dizzy spells fainting it's pretty serious And I've tried all the different types of waters and sports drinks. Let me tell you something right now. Liquid IV. That has been the most efficient at keeping me hydrated and doing so pretty quickly. Okay, liquid IV has five essential vitamins and is two times faster at keeping you hydrated than water alone. And I'm serious, man. Everything from vitamin C to vitamins B3, B5, B6, B12... Liquid IV also is non-GMO, so it's free from gluten, dairy, soy. It's for all you folks out there with food allergies, this may be right up your alley. And I know what you're thinking, but how does it taste, Duke? Well, it tastes pretty good. Okay, we're talking my favorite in Pina Colada. They also have Tropical Punch, Strawberry, new flavors like sea berry and Strawberry Lemonade. Huh. You can enjoy this stuff, man, but don't take my word for it. I want you to stop what you're doing right now and head over to liquidiv.com. Use the promo code duke loves wrestling so you get 20% off your entire order. I mean anything that you order on liquidiv.com. So what are you waiting for? It's time for you to shop better hydration today. Use the promo code duke loves wrestling over at liquidiv.com. Save yourself 20% Stay hydrated. Most importantly, enjoy life. That's right. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.